And the good news is your chances of being tombstoned in a Pilates studio are probably close to yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah, I don't see The Undertaker <laughs> popping up around any, uh... But actually, you know what? With the, I think he's got some hip issues. Yeah. yeah. It might be good. Pilates might be good for him. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Interesting People Podcast. Today I'm joined by Scott Fowler. Scott, how's it going? Great, man. Thanks for having me. I've been wanting to do one of these things. You have a little bit of an interesting story. You're currently working with Club Pilates. Correct. However, and I think the start of that is you were a wrestler back in the day. Yes, that's right. Yep. From uh, 1999 through 2012, I was involved in the pro wrestling business. Is it one of the local scenes? Were you in Baltimore? Which pro wrestling scene were you in? Independent wrestling is nationwide, but I did most of my stuff on the East Coast. Mostly Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia. But I went as far as New York, all the way down to Tennessee. What got you into that? Did you wrestle in high school? What was the path that got you to wrestling? You know, I was a Hulkamaniac. As a kid, I was, I was a lifelong wrestling fan. It started when I was, you know, as young as I can remember. My mom would take me to some of the local events, and I would watch the pay-per-views. Back when they were at the closed circuit kind of things, yeah. where you had to go to, like, a specific location to check them out. The whole Hulk Hogan thing got me hooked, and I stayed with it, and I just wanted to try my hand at it. I had a baseball career before that. I had a rotator cuff injury that I segued into the second part of my little life story here is uh, wrestling. I heard your name was The Solution. Did you have other characters? The Solution. Scott Fowler. Yeah, I had a couple other ones I don't really want to talk about. <laughs> the solution was definitely the most successful. I had a tag team. We were called the Clutch Players, which was pretty cool, too. Oh, that I has, like that. That has a good ring to it, too, yeah. One of my favorite things, and I see a lot of similarities between DJing and wrestling, is the idea that you create a persona and you connect with an audience. Yes. Was the solution, and I should have done more research on this, were you a face or a heel? Most of the time I was, with the solution, I was more of a heel character because I would come in and, you know, you know I'm the solution to every problem you've got here in this promotion, yada, 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 that, that thing. I did have some baby face moments, you know, I'm the solution, I can take that title off your bad, big bad heel <laughs> champion, you know what I mean? <laughs> That kind of thing, but yeah. I think it's more of a heel to kind of gimmick, really, to have. So did you enjoy the character aspect of wrestling? The thing that I would say wrestling helped me out with the most, and it really translates into my professional career here of in the fitness industry, is it got me out of my shell. I was timid. I was nervous a lot. When you go out in front of 15,000 people in spandex, you, it kind of takes <laughs> that away. So <laughs> so what was your ring gear getup? The two most popular outfits I had was, they looked like almost like an MC Hammer, kind of big baggy blue pants. <laughs> that I would wear and then I had some really kind of uh, cut short biker tights that were red so you can actually YouTube some of the videos and stuff that's one of the favorite things some of the people I've worked with in fitness and like a Gold's Gym and things like that they go on Google or they YouTube me and they, you can see some of my old videos and I get a little rib here and there about that kind of stuff you know <laughs> short shorts you had on in that you know <laughs> oh that's a lot of fun I'm going to continue to just out myself as a wrestling fan also taking bumps how hard was that to get used to or your kind of bump training just hitting the ground well every time you hit it knocks the wind out of you so you'll hear that a lot of guys in wrestling say that there's a difference between cardio conditioning and ring conditioning because when you're falling down on that mat all the time it's knocking the wind out of you it takes your wind away quicker so to be in real good ring shape and be a good cardio shape is two different things so oh is that why a lot of wrestlers do a bunch of running is it to get your lungs up to the thing to be able to just oh, kind of reinflate so, you know in practices they'll take the bumps and everything too to just get conditioned that wind getting taken out of them and things like that. You can't just run on a treadmill and, and, and get in the ring and expect your cardio to be the same as it is. If you can run 20 minutes, doesn't necessarily mean you can wrestle 20 minutes. Yeah. To answer your question, the ring is, you know, it's basically just a thin layer of padding covering plywood. And actually, the hardest rings I ever took a bump in were WWE. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you, yeah, did you ever get jobbed out to WWE at some point? I did. Uh, I had three matches with them. 
2005 and 2006. So, oh, that's yeah, I was awesome. on SmackDown once. I was on two of the my, little, the smaller shows called Velocity and Heat. You can look those up on YouTube. So oh, this is are... the annotations for this episode are going to be full of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might be able to give you something on this. So getting to the WWE, doing that kind of a thing, and I use the term jobbing. Yeah. Sometimes they just have someone come out who's a local talent yes. just to get beaten by one of the main brand name wrestlers. Obviously, I had bigger aspirations <laughs> than that. You know, Unfortunately, that was the extent of it, but it's still it's one of those things where a lot of people dream of doing something like mm-hmm. that, and I actually got to live it, so it was pretty cool. Did you get any of the titles, any of the belts? On the independent level, yeah, yeah definitely. I held a couple heavyweight championships and uh, tag team championships. That's another thing. When I was wrestling, I was a lot bigger than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes along with the whole Pilates. Got the more long, lean physique that Pilates is known for now. Transitioning from wrestling to Pilates, was that with age, or is that because I know the wrestling training is like really rough on the body? Yes. Did you find Pilates is to kind of keep your wrestling going, or was that just the next step of your life? been around the fitness industry for about 17 years, in and around it. I really started working in it in the last three years, and when I started, I was with Gold's Gym. I kind of worked my way up through the ranks with that, and then I was still doing more of the heavier stuff. And it was just recently, probably in the last six months to a year, that I've adapted more of the Pilates kind of mindset. Lower impact stuff, taking it easier on my body, rehabbing some injuries I've been neglecting over the years Mm. and stuff. Pilates is basically a form of physical therapy. What would you tell someone what Pilates is? It's a program that's designed to lengthen and strengthen the body. It's low impact. It's total body conditioning, heavy emphasis on your core, improving posture issues, just improving your overall mobility, flexibility, making everyday tasks easier, like walking up and down the steps, <laughs> carrying bags of trash in your back, making your posture better, things like that. So oh, posture is super important. When you tighten up your core and your back gets better, you know, just everything gets comes along with that, aligns with it. Other than physical rehab, what kind of people should look into getting into Pilates then? That would be for anybody. That's another beautiful thing about Pilates. It's for anybody. I mean, you look out there now, if you do some simple research on Pilates, there's a lot of athletes. There's a stigma behind Pilates that only women do it. But now there's a lot of men, like athletes, like I think Antonio Brown from the Steelers does it. And there's some pitchers in baseball, I want to say. Jake Arrieta does it. Guys like that, they're bringing awareness as far as men doing it as a form of stretching out. Shoulder issues, things like that, it helps alleviate pain with that that's associated with it. You're seeing a good mix of men and women now, or more men? Yeah, yeah, I see a mix of men and women, and I see a lot of like husbands and wives, couples, and things like that. It's a great group kind of exercise thing. Like our classes at Club Pilates are limited to 12 people. So you have no more than 12 people. So it's a lot of individualized attention from an instructor while you're in there. It's basically like getting personal training in a more intimate environment. Uh, is it there is. any equipment involved? It's got a machine. It's apparatus called a reformer. So that's based off of Joseph Pilates, the guy that invented Pilates in the early 1900s. He based the whole reformer off of a hospital bed. If you go in, you look at a reformer, you can kind of see how it looks like a hospital bed. It's got the springs and everything. So he basically designed it for soldiers coming home from war back in the early 1900s that couldn't get out of bed to do physical exercise. So he came up with things you can do laying right in the bed. It has roots in that. It was used to rehab wounded soldiers coming home from war. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious, is there a progression? Like, I'm not saying like there's karate belts or something like that, but is yes. it like you get... And so especially with our studio and what we specialize in, there's nine different classes, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you can come right in and take one. You come in at an entry level, level one, and then you move between four different levels that allow you to take these different classes, these nine different classes that we have. There's an instructor in there that has 500 hours of training comprehensively trained so they're in there watching you making sure your form and you're doing everything safely and effectively they'll graduate you kind of like you're talking about <laughs> with 
the belts. They graduate you through the, and they love hearing that too when I tell them about it in the uh, a free thirty minute intro class that we mm-hmm. offer. So I tell everybody that at the end, I'm like, you'll get a diploma after. Oh really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no really. Oh, you got me all excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no take home other than the great <laughs> progress you'll see in your body, but. Um, you get that. So there's four different levels, like a 1, 1. 1.5, 2, and 2.5. And they get more challenging as you go on. So this is, a, even though it's low impact, I mean, you'll come out, you'll know you were in there getting a workout in when you're done one of the Pilates workout. Another thing I wanted to mention, we have our grand opening coming up. Right now we're in our soft open period. We have our grand opening coming up on the 20th and the 21st, Saturday the 20th and Sunday the 21st. So of uh, January? January, yep. To be clear, friends, this is recorded on January 12th. We'll be having massage therapists come out, health coaches, and everything like that. Oh, so you like the whole kind of wellness. Wellness culture in general just seems to be increasing all over the place. And it's a great thing, too. A lot of businesses, employers are adapting some kind of health and wellness program you know for their employees which is fantastic healthy employees are happy employees and there's all kinds of fads coming in and out but i think pilates this form of studio this boutique fitness studio with pilates i don't think that one's going to go away because it's just so many benefits to it i'm kind of curious with the, the 30 minute intro class what can you get done in 30 minutes how long so, is a pilates session actually in general so our classes are 50 minutes long the intro is 30 minutes it's basically a preview of things you would be doing in the level one beginner reformer flow one class how flexible do you need to be for pilates i'm not very flexible (laughs) i just started doing it not too long ago though but yeah i mean it will improve that it will greatly improve that you'll see in the first 10 sessions of doing it you'll see pretty decent improvements in a lot of things so the layout of it is is the first 10 sessions you'll start to see the notice the differences first 20 sessions you're Mm. really starting to get the benefits of the program and by 50 sessions in you're seeing real real good significant progress so how did you discover pilates then was it like uh, do you reading through a magazine do you hear an ad or something working for gold's gym which you know that place always holds a special place in my heart that's where i did all my training for wrestling as far as the strength training and stuff goes it was sad to leave them and i didn't really want to but this pilates opportunity came around and i know the benefits of it myself and i saw the chance and the opportunity to be a part of this movement you know we've been open less than two months we've got 200 members already oh so there we go frederick's needed something like this and now we <laughs> We've given it to them, and, and it's really paying off. I know Diana Gibson came out to our soft opening. Oh, really? Yeah, she came out and did it, and she's caught the bug, so I think she's planning on coming to the grand opening. There's a video of her in the rectifier, now that I'm thinking about it. The reformer, the yep. reformer. Sorry, I was thinking, that sounds like a wrestling the name. Rectifier. Yeah, man, the rectifier, yeah, man. That's like my finishing move. <laughs> oh, how did we not talk about that? What was your finisher? I had a couple of them. You know, if I wanted to keep it more mat-based, I'd slap on the figure four leg lock. Uh, the other one I did, I think somebody relatable, and not many people know it by the the actual name it's blue thunder bomb sammy zane the current crop yeah. of guys he does it now so i used to do that i Did called you, it the big hit the big hit oh yep. the solution given the big hit the big hit yep and that came from <laughs> i used to name my finishing moves after movies i'm a big movie buff that was the big hit mark Wahlberg, 1997 <laughs> movie that's where it came from so old marky mark Helped me out in my wrestling career. <laughs> With your style, did you do any high-flying stuff, or were you more of a Mac guy? I was a good mix of those two. I mean, I was never really the biggest guy. I was at most about 220. It's kind of in that weird in-between phase, you know. I wasn't really big enough to really throw around the little smaller guys, but yeah. I wasn't really small, still look bigger than the 
your weight kind of thing. <laughs> you know, what? I, I should ask this. Are there any of the mis- I mean, the obvious misconceptions about wrestling that you'd love to clear up if anyone's listening that doesn't know? There's plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grueling business. You know, it, it takes its toll on you. And I actually wanted to touch on that a little bit. It led me to some darker places that I didn't necessarily want to go to. It was kind of a rock and roll lifestyle, being on the road a lot. Even on the independent level, I was on the road three, four, five days a week still, especially in my peak days. A lot of ways getting out of that and transitioning into the whole fitness things allowed me to enhance my health and my life just overall. You know, falling, fall, even something as simple as falling down, taking a bump, still cracks your back a little bit. Yeah. Realize, you know, uh, you're still getting hit. You're still, and there's a still fine bit of uh, athleticism required. I always tell people that it's two stuntmen doing their best to make it look like they're trying to kill each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. And like necks are a huge risk in wrestling, I think. Yeah, one simple, I mean, you could take something as simple as a hip toss and end up falling on your head if, if you're not rotating enough on it. You know, if it's something like that, you just dump on your head and end up with a, with a neck injury, a stinger or something like that. So anytime you're off your feet, you're in danger of... <laughs> oh, that's a good point. ...in danger of hurting yourself. And there's a lot of that in wrestling for sure. Did you go to a training gym? How did you... Who taught I you? I did. I trained in a center up in Hagerstown called the Superior Pro Wrestling Training Center. I trained in... I was about six months to a year. A lot of my training and making me better was actually wrestling guys better than me and with a lot more experience and getting out, going to the shows and, and getting on the card and doing a match with a guy that, that had a lot more experience than me and just getting that... How much of in the indie scene is the match pre-planned, like move-wise, or is that all in the ring? You had some guys that didn't want to talk to you for you know, 10 seconds before you went out there, but some guys wanted to have every little thing planned out before you went out there. It just depended on who you were. I was the kind of guy that was more along the lines of putting together some kind of bullet points and then yeah. going with the flow. You just worked out better that way. Was there one guy that you wrestled an awful lot over the years? Did you have like a nemesis? Yeah, actually, there's a guy that's on Raw right now, Corey Graves. Oh, you wrestled Corey Graves? His Well, his independent name was Sterling James Keenan. Yeah, and him and I had a huge feud. I actually won one of my titles off of him in Butler, Pennsylvania. That's exciting. That was one of my big towns. Oh, okay, I love that. I love that the fact that my Corey Graves number is now a two. Ah, there you go, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I haven't talked to him in years. A lot of the guys up there right now yeah. came up around the same time I did. I mean, I could list off some of the other guys. Like your Luke Harpers, his name was Brody Lee on the knees. You know, he was part of that group in Butler, Pennsylvania. Just the mid-2000s. Yeah. A lot of those guys were kind of grinding like I was, and now they're, you know, seeing success. So then... I try not to get stuck in the well, what if kind of thing, but because I'm better off in in the positioning I'm in right now. You know, at first it was baseball. Yeah. If that didn't work out, I wanted to be wrestler full time. <laughs> if that didn't work out, I at least wanted to be a. I said I either wanted to run or own something in the fitness industry. And so. the good news is your chances of being tombstoned in a Pilates studio are probably close yeah, to zero. Yeah, yeah. I don't see the Undertaker <laughs> popping up around any. Uh, but actually, you know what? With the, I think he's got some hip issues. Yeah, yeah it might be good. Pilates might be good for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this this could be the dumbest thing in the world. You can tell me no if you want to. Could you cut a promo on Pilates? Oh, man, you put me on the spot. See, now you're going to expose one of my weaknesses. <laughs> I was never that really that great of a promo. Ah, oh, you're the silent killer? <laughs> I was, you know, in, in the tag team, my buddy Billy, his name, wrestling name is Bill Bain. I'd always lean on him to do more of the talking. He's a good talker. So <laughs> I'd always do, you know, I'd, I'd handle more of the in-ring stuff, and he'd handle more of the talking. That's still kind of like the... The trade-off we yeah. have, but uh, let me see what I can come up with for you. If you haven't heard of the latest and greatest, the hottest, Club Pilates South Frederick. We're at 4959 Westview Drive here in Frederick. Getting ready to have our grand opening, or have our grand opening, whatever this airs. <laughs> yeah. 
January 20th. If you don't know anything about Pilates, come down. We'll show you the ropes. We'll take you every step of the way and show you how to get in shape with a reformer Pilates program. Low impact, total body conditioning. I'm Scott Fowler, also known as the Solution Scott Fowler. The Solution will put you in the reformer. He'll put you in the reformer. (laughs) Give you a nice stretch. Oh, very. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for uh, having that fun with me. Thank you for coming in, Scott. So I end all my interviews with the exact same question. What has you excited? What are you looking forward to in the future? I've got some real exciting things in the pipeline. A couple things I can't really talk about right now for confidentiality reasons, but that's one of the things I'm focused on. Hopefully, I'll be able to report back on that if maybe you'll have me back in the future. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to keep grinding, man. I'm going to keep grinding over here at Club Plies. We're at 200 members now, and don't show any signs of slowing up. I've got a good thing going. The owner, Jan, giving me the opportunity. You've given me the opportunity here to air my, my mind on the podcast like I've been wanting to do for years. I know a lot of people are looking forward to hearing me on this so hopefully i delivered a one or two things that will appease to everybody (laughs) well thank you so much scott cool man thanks a lot